Welcome to the Servant Speaks Podcast with your host, Teresa Marcia. This is the place where women in the prime of their lives, I mean, they did tell me that 50 was the new 40, right? Well, we can now come together, drop the facade, and be honest about the challenges of family, faith, and finances. We are here to keep it real. Are we going to talk about religion? Oh, we're going to talk about it. Are we going to talk about money? Oh, we're going to talk about it. Are we going to talk about love, relationships, and sex? Oh, we're going to talk about that too. So buckle up, Buttercup, because we're going to talk about it. Well, good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of The Servant Speaks. I am your host, Teresa Marcia. And, you know, I was listening to the last two podcasts that I made, and I never really talked about who I was. So I think I'm going to take this episode and just go over, you know, who I am, where I came from, how I just sort of dropped out of the sky and started a podcast. Seriously, I did have something to say. So I'm going to explain what that is today. Um, again, my name is T. Marcia. I am a beautiful black woman. I am a child of God. I am a mother of one, a daughter. I have a, my mother is still alive. My dad is deceased. Um, I am a businesswoman. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a money coach. I am a lot of things. I also need to, to lose about 15 pounds, but that we're going to deal with in another story. So first things first, I think is me being a child of the most high God. So I am Pentecostal. Didn't start off that way. Started off Baptist. Uh, my family is from Harlem. We grew up Baptist Baptist. Um, 50, 60, 70 years in the same church. Grandmother walked the start of it. My mother still goes to our family church. Um, you know, I mean, regular Baptist, which means they go to church and come right out and never mind. I don't want to start because I don't want them to ban me. Yay. Love them. Um, I am now Pentecostal. I decided a few years ago when I decided to get back into church, like I had a big gap in my life, right? I was going, 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 you know, joined the choir, the whole nine yards, and then decided I wanted to break free because at a certain point, church felt restrictive. So I decided to, you know, not go. As soon as I was able to make the decision for myself, I decided to not go and, you know, went through the ups and downs and the trials of life, you know, going Easter, um, Christmas or New Year's Eve. Uh, friends and family day special occasions and such so I eventually decided to kind of go back and you know make church a big part of my life because I realized that that part was missing and so I joined the Pentecostal church I joined the church in Brooklyn come on here love fellowship tabernacle under the amazing Bishop Hezekiah Walker who happens to be my loving cousin who I love so much um, but the church is the bomb the people are the bomb they're amazing they're supportive I mean, they're everything that you could want in a church family. There are some people that I go to church with who over the last few years have absolutely become family and they've moved out of the friendship realm. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. I had, you know, been having some issues with my sister. I have a sister. She's younger than me. And we've been having some issues. And I'm going to tell you that the people in the church have really stepped up. And God, he will provide. So he has provided women who are like sisters to me. And so they have definitely filled in that gap. Um, I am also a daughter. Like I said, I, you know, my mother is here. My mother actually lives with me, y'all. Or should I say I live with my mother? I don't know which way it goes these days. Um, I live in, we live in the Bronx, which I think I told you on the first podcast. I live with my mother and my son, my amazing 23-year-old uh, baby boy. 
Um, We'll get into how we ended up all here together because it certainly didn't start off that way. But and how we me and my mother actually came to live with my son. It is not people. A lot of people think that, you know, he lives with us. But no, we actually live with him. And that's another long story. But we'll get into that on another podcast because it is really weird. Um, we, you know, love each other. We support each other. We all chip in on a rent. It's amazing. We get to spend a lot of quality time together, especially now because we've been quarantined together. We have been in the house together for months. And to be honest with you, I look like the hermit. Everybody else is out and about. My mother's still working. She's an essential worker. Um, she works with mentally ill people. So she's out and about and working like four to 12. Did I mention she's 70? She's 70 years old. She retired probably four or five years ago, but she works per diem. So she goes in every, you know, a couple of times a week when people call out, which has been a lot because, you know, we've been in quarantine. So a lot of people don't want to go to work. So she's been working pretty steadily. Comes in like midnight, one in the morning. It's really weird that she comes in so late. And now, but that's another whole nother story. Um, I am a financial coach and I don't know if a lot of people know what that means and I'll definitely go into it I think on the next podcast I'm going to go into what exactly is a financial coach but I I work with uh, spiritually led but mostly black women so my target my target my niche group are people who look like me black women who for whatever reason um, have to make a financial comeback so I, I really teach a financial recovery system where we take people who, for what, whatever reason, um, have fallen into some kind of a financial hole, whether they are not, they don't have enough savings, they've had to file for bankruptcy, they owe taxes for a few years, their credit is trashed, for whatever reason, they need to now stage a comeback. And so that's usually where I step in and I sort of help them untangle the web that they have uh, fallen into and help them sort of crawl out of it. So that's what I do for a living. I'm also a business manager, sort of part-time. I was working in a CPA firm for the last, I don't know, 20 years, working in business management and family office. I work with high net worth individuals. Um, These are folks that are in the top 1%. And so they need people full-time to manage their income. So I guess I don't think it's the the rich of the rich. My clients are um, multimillionaires, but I don't think that I've ever worked with a billionaire. I think that once you get to 100 million, 200 million, up upwards to a billion, you start needing to have your people in house. You, I mean, I actually was I was offered a position by a major motion picture star, but they once you get to that level of earnings you have your own people and you are not sort of contracting out to a cpa firm because i had about a dozen people on my roster so you know that's really for people who are kind of in that mid-range so the floor would be a couple million up to about a hundred million and then you know at that point you need your own staff but i digress so i actually have a couple of uh, musicians now who are still clients and it's a it's really great working with them right now they're not working because again we're in a pandemic so if you can't have more than 10 15 people in a place you can't do a concert so their schedules have been cleared we will pick this back up again i mean they've already said that they're not moving until 2021 so we got a little time on our hands you know time for us to kind of figure out time for them to write And time for me to kind of figure out what I want to do in this next phase of my life. Since, you know, the part-time gig is up 
and I get to travel with them when they travel. But you know, we won't be doing any of that until 2021. Today is June 19th. It is Juneteenth. So above all of the other things that I am, I am a beautiful black woman. And I have never been more black than I am today. Today I am black, black, black. And I am celebrating my blackness. I am, you know, I just came off of a buy black website because, you know, we're not supposed to be buying anything. It's supposed to be like a blackout. So we, but the caveat is that you can buy from black owned businesses. Boy, they really give us an out. They give us a way to spend some money because they know we want to. So they said that we can buy from black owned businesses. We can buy from black owned eateries. So, you know, no fast food, no, no crazy, you know, purchasing anything. We got to buy black. We got to buy black. We have to buy black. We have to, you know, provide a forum so that we can manage our own economy. We have to learn from the black Wall Streets. We have to learn to buy from each other we can no longer be afraid that you know we're going to kind of jip each other you know that mistrust that we sometimes have for each other that was bred in us we have always been a community group from from the before slavery from back in africa we were always community we lived in community we worked in community you know the group the collective group you know built houses for each other when we when we got married and moved off onto our own you know you didn't build a house we built your house the men in the village went hunting and they brought back whatever they killed and divvied it up and and fed everybody in the village the women went out and they you know went foraging and they they made bread and they cooked and they cleaned and they tended to everybody's children that's where the whole it takes a village metaphor came from when it came to raising children because it absolutely did It's only because we've been Americanized that we have all split up and everybody is to themselves. And because of slavery and Jim Crow and the the idea of lack and not enough that came into our lives, that we began this whole, you know, I'm going to keep things for myself and me and my immediate family. And I'm not going to share whether it's things or information with anybody else, because at some point I may need it and then may not have it. Right. That's not an idea that we always had. We, we were always community based and community oriented. And it's only because we had been fed this notion of lack and, and not enough that we have become this way. But once we get back to that, I mean, there's a reason why the Black Wall Streets did so well. And that is because we were not able to buy from anyone else. We, we could not buy white, buy from white folks. Right. Because of the whole idea of, um, Boy, they're outside arguing. Jesus. Even on Juneteenth, they are out here arguing. But, um, yeah, so the situations that hap- that occurred um, with the Jim Crow laws and segregation forced us to buy from each other. And so we were, we were rich. I mean, there were millionaires in the 1920s. There were black millionaires. There were black uh, families who owned airplanes, private airplanes. I, I didn't really even know all this until a few years ago when we started looking up black wealth and understanding the origins and, and the way that it was acquired. We didn't acquire wealth by being um, by being inclusive, right? By being a part of the, uh, the larger economy. We built wealth by being exclusive, by us working with each other and building each other up. So, I mean... We'll definitely get on. We'll get into it all. But I just wanted to for you all to get an idea of, of who I am and where I stood on these matters when it comes to religion. I mean, I listen, I'm also 
single yet again. I am divorced. My divorce was final about seven months ago. So I am out here in these dating streets. And let me tell you, if it if I thought it was easier, well, if it was, it, well, it wasn't easy. It was, a, it was still difficult when I was 30. It is that much more difficult at 50. I am, ugh, the dating apps. Ugh, there's a lot. There's a lot, lot, lot. I mean, I this this podcast is supposed to be short and sweet. Pretty much a who are you um, podcast, just explaining who I am and a little bit of my background. And I didn't want to get into the whole dating thing because I really wanted to do dedicate a whole entire podcast to the um, Match.coms, the eHarmonies, and we're going to go all the way down to the Plenty of Fishes. And we are going to go through each of them and explain how... Whether you pay or don't pay, pretty much the same people are on all the platforms. There is not that big of a difference. And um, you have to be a detective pretty much. I mean, and there are some people that are outright liars. I mean, there is no way on this, on God's green earth that you could be an engineer and you only have some college. Or that you can be a nuclear physicist and you only have a high school diploma. I mean, it is impossible. And I don't know how people think they're going to get away with this. As if we're not going to ask questions. There was one guy who said he was a professor and he taught, I don't know, at some college. Two minutes into the conversation, I knew that that was a lie. Two minutes in and I knew that there was no way. And then I started asking him like about the classes he teaches and he was not trying to have that. He was not entertaining any of that conversation. And he was kind of like, let's just talk about something else. And it's like, okay, I know what this is about. I mean, have you, do you have no idea? What am I supposed to forget? Or maybe you think your game is so strong that once you get your foot in the door, that it won't matter anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what what they thought was going to happen, but whatever that was, it didn't happen. Because a girl is trying to understand. A girl is trying to understand how you could be a professor and you can't string a sentence together. Not properly anyway. So, I mean, that's it. I'm a black woman who lives with her mother who is now divorced who is trying to date now as a Christian woman, is finding it a little bit difficult, and who's trying to teach other people about money. That's pretty much it. That pretty much sums me up in about 10 seconds. Um, we'll get into the specifics and the details of it as we go forward. There's going to be a lot of laughs. Um, it's going to be a lot of head shaking, a lot of foot stomping, and hopefully no tears, but I don't know. I can't, I can't guarantee that. So stick with me. We are going to go on this ride together. I look forward to to hearing from each and every one of you, my peeps and my booze. Um, I'm going to hang this up because I think I've said all that I needed to say and anything else is going to be filler and I don't want to waste your time. I will talk to you all later. Have a wonderful day. It's beautiful. If you can get outside, get outside and take advantage of it. I was just outside and I I didn't even want to come back in, but I knew I needed to get this down. So I will talk to you all soon and Peace and blessings. This is Teresa. I am signing out as your servant. I really hope that served you well. Bye.